0: What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good do
1: Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Hey, quick question, Nate. Yes. Do you believe in magic in, and the in a young girl's in a, in heart? A young girl's heart. Why is it a young girl's heart?
0: I mean, a lot of songs back then were about young girls in yeah. like an uncomfortable way. She's just seventeen. Young? You know what I mean. Ooh. Ew. Yeah, but he's... What I, did he mean? I, I want to fuck her. Or did he already, like... I feel like... You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. You, you know, or like... Young girl, get out of my life. My love for you, you is, is one of a kind. kind. Young girl, you're... Or it's like... Oh, no, you're much too young, girl. This is inappropriate. Yeah. Was that Jerry Lee Lewis? No, it wasn't. No. Right. It was like one of those, like... Everly... Like... like how much do you?
1: Paul McCartney though I think wrote that song When he was 17 That makes sense I hope
0: <laughs> At I what hope. point do you like Stop singing that song Like, like can you imagine If like you were uh, he, like, He's uh, like
1: 69 now. I think he still sings it
0: just, just seventeen. Oh God! Like, like, um, imagine being like a teenage pop star, and you write a song specifically, and you, and you write it very specifically geared towards like a younger girl. And it's okay when you're 14, but then like, yeah. like I want to take you to prom. I hope we get lucky on your yeah. prom night, and like, it's just one hit wonder. Yeah, and like he's singing it when it's he's one, like 50 years <laughs> old,
1: and people are just like, oh God. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna pick you up in a limo at prom Say hi to your mom And touch you all over the place Let me touch your small a cup size boobs, please <laughs> <laughs> Yes, what were, you saying, what were you saying originally? See, now
1: I'm distracted. You have a Coke Zero. I the do new Coke
0: a- Zero. I didn't notice. Do you have another one? I do. Oh, can I have one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I no,
1: this is a new Coke Zero. You know it's a new recipe? Really? Yeah. This was Tampa Tampagula. That just means less sugar. Yeah. Or no, that
0: means no sugar. Zero sugar.
1: No, it's a new recipe. It genuinely tastes better. Do you notice? Or have you noticed a difference? You don't drink enough Coke Zero to like... No, you do drink a lot of Coke Zero. What am I talking about?
0: I I drink more Coke Zero than I drink any other soda, but I've been cutting down for like the last few months. This to me tastes significantly better. Like this to me is like the closest we're going to get to regular Coke. Yeah? What happened?
1: A new recipe, man.
0: The ingredients are carbonated water, caramel color, phosphoric acid, flavoring. Like, Ooh, flavoring again with the flavoring. It, they I gotta keep it a secret, dude. Dude, okay, like what? Okay, like if they I, switched I, if, to sucralose. If, I don't know if you guys caught our McDonald's Hainanese chicken burger. Um, Please do it was so video. fun. Video, it's on our IG. Check yeah, it out. Yeah. But also, we noticed that on the sauce packets uh, at, at McDonald's, they just put flavoring. flavoring, and one had natural flavoring. Is that just like standard of ingredients that they don't have to? They don't have to.
1: I think there's, like, a legal
0: thing where you don't have to put the thing because it's, like, or else
1: people will copy you. That's what I always assumed
0: since I was, like, a kid. But, like, f- flavoring seems like such a major part of what makes this product taste like what it tastes like. I mean, it's, like, 12 <laughs> original spices, right? He never says what the spices are. Yeah, I know, but what, if kernel. One, but what if one of the spices was heroin, you know? like Then that's how they get around not ooh. having to tell people, I guess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, flavoring: sodium benzoate, sucralose—that's that sweetener. That's the good sweetener. Sodium citrate, asulfane potassium, and caffeine. What What blows my mind is that there's a Malay
1: translation for every single one. Of course, there is. What do you think language is? Well, no, with with sciency terms, usually
0: they just use. Oh they, right, they just. Well, let's yeah. let's go for it. Like, did you know that? Iron carbonate Okay. So, carbonated, carbonated water. water. Wana caramel oh no sorry, Warna. <laughs> Warna. Warna, Warna is color. Warna Car- caramel. Yep. Acid phosphoric. That's yep. pretty close. Phosphoric
1: acid, yeah. I'm that's with
0: that. I mean that's like what you were saying. They just they just replaced it's acid it's phosphoric acid but turned backwards and the yeah. C there is you an go. S. There you go. So there's that. Um Berisa means next, flavoring. Next flavoring. Natrium ben natrium benzoate. They just shifting things around
1: that's what they just make it backwards
0: i did learn that sodium is natrium i wonder if that has anything to do with sodium being na
1: yeah it is What wow. is is nature, like nature is the scientific is the or the thing yeah
0: is the scientific name for sodium natrium na, na,
1: yeah nature na, na, that's where it comes from i learned this a long time ago but I
0: wow that. etymology is fucking it, fun isn't dude, it
1: honestly etymology can actually be quite fun i think <laughs>
0: And I'm not being ironic. No, here. me neither. So I'm genuinely like happy. I, d- I discovered that today, yeah. and so did you, listener. That's the value Ta-da. of this show. Um, sebagai yep. conditioner, makanan dan pemanis tanpa zat. Okay, that's like sweetener. Yeah, th- that's a really long replacement for. <laughs> Why does it sucralis. seem like there are more Malay ingredients than English ones? Am I making that up? Um, No, I think because specifically maybe they didn't have a name for sucralose. So they described it.
1: Because for now it's going in the same order. The last ingredient in the English list is caffeine. Yeah, But caffeine is like halfway up on the Malay one. What's
0: going on there? Oh. What's after caffeine? Okay, so the last thing on the Malay ingredient list. And by the way, listener, if you happen to have a Coke zero sugar can with you that this would that would be the peak that would help the peak experience but for yeah. like ni- the other 99.9% of you I'm sorry I'll take a photo <laughs> Um, the last ingredient on the Malay ingredient list is perisa dan pengawet yang di so flavor artificial flavoring I think is that what I think that's what it says yeah okay because it says like flavor, and then I don't know what dan pengawet means, but yang dibenarkan means like it's like it's real. Damn, that's literally what it means, It's like, like it's real. as if it's real. So I'm guessing like it's artificial flavors, flavoring. artificial flavors. Yeah, yeah they, I guess they just change, but I don't know what. I also like the design of the can. I just want to say that it just it looks cooler somehow. I don't know what sebagai conditioner makanan dan pemanis tanpa zat asulfam kalium. I have a feeling that is like a very long w- description of what sucralose is because there is no, yeah. Can you direct translate some of those words? Not with my default
1: Con- knowledge. <laughs> Conditioner? <laughs> um, sabagai? What's sabagai mean? Because in Tagalog, sabagai means like, uh, oh well, or like pff, together, or some Sabagai. Oh uh, yeah, sabagai eh, How do you translate that? I don't I, know
0: I think sabagai is together I, I tend to not know Like the, all the in-between words in, Like the linking words? Yeah Because I never had to learn them You're, you're it, more with the vocab Yeah Yeah um, Sabagai Because I know like Sabagai rakia But I don't know what that means <laughs> Sabagai means as It's a preposition as. as Sabagai is as Yeah Sabagai
1: as Conditioner? Conditions? Condition Anyway <laughs> I think we exhausted this <laughs> So but, let's go back eight minutes to what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan, yes. do you, oh also, hello, and welcome to the Good Hang Hi. episode. One hundred and seventy, stalling time so I can look up my notes, nine of the Good Hang podcast. Hey, welcome. Hey, that's Nathan. I'm John. Hi. Good to have you here. So what I was going to say was, do you believe in the sophomore slump? Um, Do you know what the sophomore slump is?
0: Yeah, when like your second outing is not as good as yeah. your first album. But movie, also like that—that as- that assumes that your first outing was pretty was anti-rate. good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do I believe in it?
1: Yeah. Um, I've noticed it enough times, but I—I I think like, I think there's enough times where you're like, oh, they didn't have the sophomore slump, which means that it must be a thing mm. in general.
0: Um, I know that the usual, okay. And this is going to be like very nerdy and breaking down of like the concept, but right. I know the sophomore slump is very typically uh, used with music, generally. Yeah. Like, Albums. oh, this this first album, his debut album was fucking dope, and then the ne- the follow up was the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. Why that usually happens is because in usual, you know, back in the before four times, what usually happens is um, that an artist will, you know, create an album with their label, put it out there mm-hmm. with no idea of how it's going to do really uh-huh, uh-huh. um and say like it succeeds overnight for example and uh they get a lot of deals and a lot of attention and they get all these tour opportunities what usually happens is that they get swept from their old life right. and they start this crazy new lifestyle of like touring all over the place getting all these opportunities B- because their first album is the was the big debut and it did so well Mm-hmm. I'm getting all this new attention. And because of all this added new pressure, the label also needs to follow it up as soon as possible. Oh, interesting. This is an
1: interesting point of view on that.
0: Yeah, super. Because if you've noticed, usually what happens is that when an artist makes it big for the first time, you hear about them pretty soon after. Mm. Um, Like even after they've exhausted all their EP tracks or all their their album tracks. Mm -hmm. For example, Dua Lipa, the timing between her first album and second album was very short. Right. what usually happens is that you create that second album while you are riding the crazy wave of the first one. Right. And the first one was made in very different conditions. Mm. You know, the second one is now made on tour buses, in different cities with different people because you're, you're all over the place. So what usually happens on the second album of a newly successful artist is that their entire working process is upended. And that usually means that it's not—it's either going to be completely different and like turn off the original fans, or just not be that good because it's not their comfortable working pace. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So my assumption always was like why it happens with music was that an artist will spend like their whole life basically coming up with these ideas and developing these thoughts, yeah. And they put it onto actually, I think this is probably more applicable to like film writers, right, or, or directors. Anyway, that they'll put they'll hold their. Like, their first major project has all their life thought and care put into it, and there's no timeline. Yeah. And then, boom, it's, like, all out of them, and then they're like, oh,
0: what do I do now? Right. And there's, like, all this psychological pressure. Not really. I mean, some I'm sure some people are like that, but for the most part, like, human beings in an unending well of creativity. It's just mm-hmm. whether or not you're in a place to access it. That's true and um there's never like it's 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 there is no limit you can't say a person only has like five liters of creativity in them you know like it's very much like where you're at in life like how, what your experiences are and after an artist receives that first big success and i'm talking about like your billy eilish levels yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah bam all of a sudden everyone gives a shit um, usually the second album is made under very different circumstances. Okay. I actually
1: haven't listened to Billie Eilish's second album, have you?
0: No. I gotta give it a listen. I don't know why I haven't. <laughs> I,
1: I heard it's very, like, I actually, I think I, like, did a very, very initial listen where I just had it on, where I didn't really, like, care to listen to it, and it was, like, yeah. it seemed very, like, you know, I mean, it was made during COVID, so it seems very, like, kind of a downer, a very low, not mm-hmm. low-fi, but, like, mm-hmm. very... There's not a lot of dance numbers on it kind of a thing. Yeah. Anyway, that, we're
0: getting so oh, off the pail. Also, <laughs> another reason for the sophomore slump that mm. I think is quite um, typical is that um, usually on the second outing, because of all these new opportunities, they're working with a lot of new people. Mm. And usually what happens with these new people, these new people are not unknowns. They're not just like your friends. Right, right, not right. Not usually. Um, uh, you're talking about
1: like producers and stuff. Yeah, yeah ideally,
0: yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, I have this like, I, I made a friend producer, and like, you know, we worked together, we vibe, then we worked together, and we made the second album great. Yeah. But usually, what happens is that with all this new success, this new artist that has zero network, um, all of a sudden, these hottest producers want to work together with mm. him or her, mm-hmm. and the and the label will link them together. And just imagine you're in this artist's shoes. You are still kind of green, you know. You are talented, of course. But you are green enough to pretty much trust anyone else around you that is more experienced. Sure. So what usually happens is that I will, like, th- this artist will work with, like, a super, like, famous, talented producer. And then maybe this producer completely steamrolls the artist's yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why the product that comes out maybe is not what the artist originally wanted. Uh-huh. Or it's, like, a weird in-between. And that's also kind of what creates the sophomore slump sometimes. Right. Again, it's all just different conditions. So, um, yeah. Sense, I, I think sense, that's why sense. it's very like typical, especially when an artist goes from like zero to a hundred real quick. Mm. You tend to not see it with artists that had a bit of a run before they got big.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the reason I bring this up, I mean, this was just a very long winded reason to say that like, um, sophomore songs make me sad when it's like, cause like, um, Andy Weir yeah. is the author of the Martian. And we mm. talked about that, you know, Back in the early, back when we had episodes. a book club, yeah, that one
0: episode book club <laughs> that was I a fun. I was, think we did two, right? It was
1: super well received, by the way. Should, anyway, uh, yeah, we did two, or okay. I think we wanted to do two, but we did one. No,
0: no, we did Ready Player One, we did and the Martian, Martian. That's what it was. That's it. And off to the see the wizard. We were going to, but we never did that one. Ah,
1: that's funny. You still remember that? Mm. Off to see the wizard. Anyway, um, yeah. So the Martian. Okay, I was thinking about this. Earlier today, my three favorite books of all time that I can think of right now, really Harry Potter aside because that's so problematic now <laughs> is, is, is uh, ready player one uh uh, uh uh World War Z and the Martian I think Mar and then on any given day, one of those will be more favorite than the others, but generally those are those are my favorites and then uh Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, came out with a second book a couple years ago called Artemis, and that was like unreadable. It was so fucking bad. It was the sophomore slump, like personified. It was so gross. Uh it makes me so sad. And it really affected <laughs> me because like it was like, oh man, this thing I love so much. All right, a new guy is gonna come up with something. It's, just, it's the same thing with um, Ernest Klein. Ready Player One was so good. Then he did uh, Armada, which was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh but then Andy Weir came out with this third book like a couple months ago and I totally like slipped off my radar. I had no idea. This came out in May apparently. A book called uh Project Hail Mary. And oh my god, Nathan, I cannot put this book down. Ooh. Yeah, honestly, while you were rambling about Coke, I wanted to just read it. <laughs> it's like right here on my Kindle. It's fantastic. I'm like it's long, too, I just realized. I'm on page 180 according to my Kindle, and I'm on uh, 38% of the book. It's fucking great, dude. And I, it's, it's just so nice to have like someone be like, at the peak, and they get knocked down, and then back to the peak again.
0: Well, uh, I mean— And
1: to be fair, I'm only a third of the way through the book, but it's great. It's very, very good. And it's funny because— um, Before so,
0: you go in, I feel like I need to address yes tub thumping. All right, go ahead.
1: You get you do. Sometimes you drink a whiskey drink. Sometimes you drink a lager drink. Yeah.
0: I just had to say that because I know people are thinking it. Anyway. calls it a logger drink, by the way? <laughs> I would like
1: a lager drink, please. That's weird. Anyway. um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's just so nice to have someone come back and be really good. But it's funny because it's very, very, very similar to The Martian.
0: So it's just a guy getting stuck in space? Yes. Got it. Yep. But... On higher stakes. It's Ben Affleck this time. I'm it, it, Maybe. <laughs> Honestly,
1: if they just do this movie again, and it's just Matt Damon again playing this character, I would be cool with that. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. But it, it's so funny that it's like, oh, I really got to stick to my formula, apparently. Which makes sense. I mean, some of the greatest authors of all times did the same thing over and over again. So, Or maybe like...
0: And I know nothing about this book. I don't even know the title. I forgot the, that you just said it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Project Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary. But maybe it's a thing where he... It's not so much following the formula, but think about it as expanding upon it. That's exactly
1: what it feels maybe. like, actually.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like The Martian was like V1.0. And then mm-hmm. this is kind of like the update, you know, of like yeah. same same th- same kind of outline, but deeper themes, deeper characters. Yeah. Like I don't know, could be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and also sometimes, it, sometimes
1: even even it is formulaic. Sometimes the formula is just good. No, it's a like very... can you imagine if we only use Pythagoras'
0: theorem once? <laughs> no, That'd be dude. so stupid. It's it's like a very valid form of creative expression Mm -hmm. it's just that it's not typical of books but if you think about it like for example when they do sequels to video games Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like it's more or less the same thing they just deepen the mechanics they deepen the characters they deepen the storyline but essentially they keep the gameplay that of what made it so so great the first time and they move and they and they port it out to the sequel And, you know, video games are also art. Yeah, true. So, like, I think this is a totally valid way of doing it. It's just not very typical of, like, books, I guess. Yeah,
1: I think a good example of that is the Metal Gear series. Yeah.
0: Like, Metal Gear 1 to 2,
1: it's, like, almost literally, like, that. they made a part of the game that it's, like, you're repeating the same thing, which I thought was fucking genius. (laughs) Uh, And a good artistic uh, contribution to that. But, yeah, I fucking love this book. I'm annoyed. Like, last night I was like, oh, stop getting sleepy. I want to keep reading. (laughs) Like it's been a while since I've had that book that I cannot put down that I will finish within a couple of days.
0: What percentage of it are you doing uh, audio and what percentage of are you just reading it? Full full reading. Um, usually
1: when I read a fiction book, I'll read it through and then when I want to read it, I'll put an audiobook. But I think this one would be a particularly good audiobook for reasons. Did you get the audiobook? Reasons. Uh, no, I, I bought the Kindle version. All ah, right. Okay. Yeah, but I will get the audiobook eventually. Mm mm. Oh man, I recommend
0: it. John recommends it. Right, Re- going early with the recommendations, read a book. Well, I'm yeah, I'm 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 curious because I have not read a full book in a while. And Yep. Um I just I I genuinely worry about getting stupider as I get older. <laughs> no, like for real. I genuinely yeah, yeah. worry about getting stupider, or just you know less less sharp. Because I I think it's inevitable. Like as you get older, to like be less thirsty for sure. knowledge. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, just kind of to kind of just wade in the pools that you're comfortable in, mm. and not really like branch out as much. Mm. Yeah, I need to read more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
1: downloaded um. Yeah, this is Ted Lou, like yeah. a short story writer. Because like in in my life, I've not read many short stories. Right. So I think that's another one I can worth. I mean, I yeah. downloaded
0: specifically while I
1: was getting a massage.
0: I was it, like, Yeah. It's in like bad shape now, man. Like I don't even have the patience to read a full article. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's like just <laughs> headlines for you, huh? No, like I I I I I'm not like that thick yet, where like I only want to get the surface level stuff. Um, but I won't read the full article. Yeah. I'll just skim through it to get like the details, mm-hmm, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to read into the nuances. I mean, at least you're reading it. But you know what's funny is that I,
1: I have this weird thing that I do that I, if I'm reading an article, when I see the end of the article, I just stop reading. I, I don't know why I do that. I'm like, I'm at the end. Actually, you have like two more paragraphs to go. <laughs> but I guess I got the gist of it. I don't need your fancy little wrap-up here, Mr. Journalist. Or Mrs. Journalist. But yeah, yeah I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of stuff to talk about, man. So much great stuff is happening. So many interesting things are happening. Wait.
0: I don't even know where to start. I was gonna. I was gonna pause you. Pause me. Um, do it. No, but I'm just gonna keep going because I, I I need to post something on Instagram, and it's fine to just like. God, what am I? <laughs> I know. I need to. I need to, or I'll die. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a work commitment. Ah, that's important stuff. Yeah, you know, you gotta do it. Yeah, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird to me sometimes like when I catch myself like, oh, I have to post this. I have this. to post
1: this. Yeah. But a, is that always work-related or is it like I cannot move forward with my life until I post this? Oh, no, no,
0: no. It's, it's When I say I have to post this, it's almost always work-related. Yeah, I never feel that strongly about my own expression to feel like I need to post.
1: Like, I look silly in the mirror today. <laughs> I need to post
0: this. Yeah. I've I, i, I I've never said it in that way of like, oh, I have to, you know, you know yeah. It's Fair more enough. like I have to. Yeah, yeah I have to. I yeah, have to. I yeah, feel the like emphasis that. is different. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not doing it begrudgingly. I'm just you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, 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 I appreciate it. It's like you're you're appreciating my time and the listeners' time right, <laughs> I get that. I get that.
0: I think it's also like you know. I, it's, I, I'd be curious to hear about the inner workings of of, of a very specific influencer, life.
1: Influencer, 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 <laughs> influencer. You're an influencer. Just say influencer. Oh, you know. <laughs> speaking of have to, man, I have to stop myself from watching the Spider-Man trailer over and over again. So I just far, watched it again.
0: So far, just once for me. I just watched it again, but only to appreciate the fact that it is it's like a short film. <laughs> Real good. It's like a short film. Like they it, it's not one of those trailers where like they just show you snippets of shit and like you know. Honestly, I think there's a pretty good chance that they barely scratch the surface. That's, no, no, but that's, that's the, the feeling I'm getting. That's the thing. Like, I I I like I I feel like that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. But like What we did get felt so. What we did get felt so whole. What we did get was like the whole plot to like a like a like a early two thousand superhero movie. Yep. You know, that's how deep the storytelling is now. But um, I can't wait. I am a bit fearful. Of, of course Of Spider-Man's the future Natural nervousness No, no, no I think the movie's gonna be great no matter what Oh, no, I'm nervous
1: <laughs> I just always am I think the movie's gonna be I, great, I, I great no matter good what so I think it's
0: good. gonna be great no matter what Because even if it's shit I'm gonna enjoy how shit it is Fair enough um, But I'm, a, I'm scared Because I think what they're doing And a lot of people have this theory mm. I think what is he they're doing Is they're trying to claim Spider-Man back Who Marvel is, you mean? No, From Sony? Sony. Because Sony is. is Spider Man is still a Sony movie's yeah, property. Yeah, yeah. It's just that they, they lend him to the MCU. I don't know, man. I think it's just mutually beneficial for anyone. I like. I just want to
1: believe that Sony execs are like, man, Marvel's doing so good. Let's just let them do good. But what do you think is more likely? Humanity. What do you think
0: is more likely that Sony is giving them all? Because, like, you know, Doc Ock is going to be in it. Jamie Foxx is going to be in it. Um, uh some people say that Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire are gonna Allegedly. be Allegedly. Allegedly. So like what's more likely that um to happen that um Sony is giving all of these characters over to the MCU or that they're doing this multiverse story as an excuse to take all of it back and do their own thing with Venom and Carnage and all of that. I, I honestly don't
1: know. But honestly if the status quo stays the same way between Sony and uh Marvel, I will be okay with that. If I what I wouldn't want is more Sony control. But I feel like it would be quite stupid for Sony to get more back because that means then that limits what Sony can do. Then if they can't get into the rest of the Marvel universe, whereas as we saw in this, but trailer, the thing is,
0: I don't, in, I don't believe mm-hmm. they intend to integrate movies like Venom and Carnage and I Mo- don't and Morbius. That, that, I'm okay, like just no. But that's <laughs> the thing, like they're trying to, because like because um, b- within Morbius, they're already making allusions to um, wait, what is Morbius? Uh, Jared Leto. Vampire. Vampire thing, yeah, yeah. I really don't care. The trailer, yeah, no, I <laughs> know, but whatever. There's a trailer, yeah. What the fuck? And and the trailer had like Sam Raimi's an uh, image of Sam Raimi Spider Man in it. Huh. So like they're looking to build up this. Universe within there, and I don't think they're going to leave Spider-Man out of it. I don't know. I I think this multiverse thing is an excuse to be like, okay, now he's just going to go off into a different place, yeah, and he's no longer a part of the MCU.
1: I don't know, but I think there's a shakeup of that happening. I think everyone like assumes, and like there's no way they don't do this that they use this as an excuse to bring in the X-Men, etc. So that I'm looking for. I wouldn't know if they want to take it away, but I think
0: both will happen. That's the thing because like maybe the the MCU ship is not big enough for Spider-Man and the X-Men. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, maybe uh, into the Spider Verse was kind of a
0: because X Men getting integrated yeah. in is kind of a no brainer because they own sure. X Men at this point, yeah, so yeah, yeah. like they they definitely are going to like. Yeah, Fantastic to be honest, 4. I don't know the legalese of them, everything because what they bought Fox me, well,
1: that was Fox, right? X Men was so X Men
0: is one hundred percent theirs now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MCU's, yeah. Um, so is Fantastic Four, right? But Spider Man is still Sony Pictures property, right? Why? Because um. they they never stopped renewing the 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 the, the license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they made. Andrew Garfield Spider Man, right? And then when they did uh, Tom Holland's Spider Man, same thing. Well, it like, sounds like it, it sounds like then
1: there's Disney has to buy Sony, right? Oh God, <laughs> right? I mean, why stop? Like, let's go.
0: Give me the Disney PlayStation. <gasps> why I'm down. stop there? I'm down to play with the Disney PlayStation. I am okay. Like, I'm, I'm curious, mm. like, what you think about this, right? Mm-hmm. Because there will be a lot of people, fairly, that will be afraid of the media monolith that Disney is becoming or is already. Yeah. Like they they own a lot of everything, right?
1: Yeah. I'm like the worst person to talk about this kind of shit cuz I like when it comes to stuff like this, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Facebook is invading your privacy. I'm like, okay, take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, I mean, I I f- yeah, I I'm I'm like until I get proven wrong, uh, I'm pretty okay with everything, which it, it seems like counterintuitive to how who I am as a person." Yeah. And like the but the, yeah, this is just not a topic that I'm like I feel strongly about fighting against. You know what I mean, right?
0: Well, but yeah. okay. What I wanted to talk about specifically mm-hmm. was that um, this has been like a concern of like, oh, they they, they own all the media, and like the media controls the narrative of so many things, right? So like, how's that going to be? And like, they're going to push like you need government um, oversight, to something like that, where they they're going to control so much of the narrative that it's. Um, how do I put it? Like it's 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 just it's never good for like one company to own own everything, right? Notice. That's what the view a lot of people have. But what I wanted to say was mm-hmm. I feel like Disney is doing things differently. Mm-hmm. At least from the very narrow view of the MCU, one of their arguably most successful arms. No doubt. Tentacles, Shumagorov tentacles, whatever you want to say. But um if you look at, for example, um uh Winter Falcon. Yeah. They explored imperialism. They explored like the negative effects of like the U.S. Army getting their hands in every different region. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They explored racism, mm-hmm. and then uh, you look at uh, Loki. They're exploring things like questioning divine power. Right. They're they're looking at things like um, going against the monolith that thinks that they know what is good for you. Right. And I think that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I that's, think, all. that's all I, I wanted think, to say.
1: <laughs> I think Deadpool 4 would be him killing Mickey Mouse. I think that's where you're, we're going with that. If you continue that trend forward, it's going to be like it would take Deadpool who with his uh, fourth wall break in tongue and cheekedness to be like, uh, or maybe he would suck Mickey Mouse's dick. One what, what of the two things. <laughs> Probably more than dick sucking. Really,
0: I just oh. sure. I just appreciate that, like, despite their position to be able to control the narrative, that there are still important conversations and um, deep questions being asked in yeah. in their main line, mainstream form of content. Yeah. And
1: end of the day, it's about storytelling, man. Yeah,
0: as like as a creative, I appreciate that because. Um, it could so easily not be that. Sure. It could so easily be the message of, like, yes, the power is, like, it's never directly said, of course, but, you know, tons of movies, like, like allude to. So ba- yeah.
1: Basically, you're saying Disney is not using pro-Disney propaganda. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fairly. Yeah. I feel yeah. I feel you. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But like I said, give me the Disney PlayStation. I'll be happy with that. I'm happy to go to get a Disney Mac to All beef Patty special, you know. What? I'm ready for Disney to buy big McDonald's. I'm ready for Disney, <laughs> though, and everything.
0: I'm ready to, to drive my Disney electric car. I'm, it's cool. I'm personally not a fan of that just because, like, like, for example, you look at a company like Apple, mm-hmm. right? Like... I'm not a fan of how they have chosen to do things. I hate that they have kind of imprisoned people mm-hmm. in a system. Mm-hmm. Um, but look at all the extra shit you have to buy because of their like refusal to like open up the ecosystem. But they can do that, yeah. and they don't have to do. They don't have to not do that mm-hmm. because they've locked people into the ecosystem. So while I while like I am locked into their ecosystem, especially with the laptop and like all the the equipment and software yeah, stuff yeah, that I use, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. I would love for it to not be that. You know, yeah, but at the it's same time, It's like
1: you have a choice. You know what I mean? It's like no one's saying you have to use the Apple
0: ecosystem. But, but that's the thing. Like they bait you in and then they yeah, change they, the they, rules. I they mean, they bait you in and they change the no, rules. They, they make Whereas, it good. As like, and they're like,
1: if you want to make it, if you want good, then use our shit. Kind of a thing. I don't know. Give me a give me a Disney I, phone. I don't love it. Cause like yes,
0: that makes sense for a company, but then you make your shit so much more expensive than true. everything else. True, 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 like that's there's something there's something I, there. I, no, I Sorry, believe, we're I, never gonna get an Apple sponsorship, but eh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. No,
1: but I, I I truly believe in the free market. So if enough people felt that way, there will be alternatives and those alternatives, if they are preferred, will take over. I mean that's why there's Android. That's that's why a lot of people don't use Apple products, and I think that's cool. Whereas me, I'm just very happy for all my shit to be synced up with each other. I love my iPhone. I love my iMac. I love my MacBook. I love my iPad. I love my iPod Classic. I have a lot of things. (laughs) I'm cool with that.
0: Like, okay, I get it like free market and all. But then, like, there's also things like, is is it an ethical free market when you're eliminating the competition? Like you're you, we're, we're, no, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. When you are not even giving the competition a, 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 a ch- like a, like a breath of a chance. What I'm saying mm. is, for example, remember there was a time when the iPhone existed and you had to download a flashlight app? No. Well, that that used to be a thing. Like
1: Oh, I do remember instead of using flashlight, I would turn on the camera flash. I would turn on the video flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Either video flash or there was an app that you downloaded. Sure. That turned on the flashlight a company made that, a software developer made that app and was getting money from that app. And then when iPhone made an update that put the flashlight app on the, uh, that made the flashlight the default, like it completely just shattered all of that. I think that's okay. I don't know. That's just one example. Then there's things like night shift, night shift again, used to be a separate app, Mm. a third party app. And then they put that in their default as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just all these, like, I feel like you're
1: saying, but I think that I think the creators of those apps have,
0: Like you said, infinite creativity so they can do something else.
1: Because because I I think that if you kind of – when it comes to stuff like that of like um, creative stuff or coming up with ideas and stuff, if you let your foot off the glass and be like, oh, we're going to let other people in, maybe it's nicer, but also it stops pushing things. You know what I mean? Like we stop getting better and better things. Maybe, I think. I don't know.
0: No, I think there's an argument to say that like when you involve more people, you increase innovation. Yeah. Like the same can be said about the Nespresso machine that you just bought. love it. <laughs> you just bought the Nespresso Virtuo. Love it compared to the old school Nespresso that uses the small little capsules that we all know and love. Compared to the Nespresso Virtuo, if you haven't seen them, their capsules look like uh, the weird boobs. Yeah, sort of like a mini boob, boob, mini boobs. A singular boob. Yeah, like just a big old like round it's a mound. Thing. It's a mound of. It's coffee. a half globe. I don't know why I had to say boob. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But is these big old chunky things that they have that they have the patent for in the proprietary technology to make it with mm-hmm. a barcode and everything whereas the patent for the previous nespresso capsule ran yep. out that's why you have all other companies making nespresso compatible capsules yeah, yeah, yeah. and it opens up the market to more coffee more uh uh roasters getting in on that very yeah. niche uh, no very uh booming market of yeah, yeah, nespresso yeah, yeah. Capsules. capsules and all of that and it opens that market up, but then they release this other product with a newer patent that essentially now no other company can make these virtual capsules. Um, They're amplifying... Coffee drinking? Yeah, they're amplifying coffee drinking. I think
1: what I'm discovering is that I just like things simple and that make me happy. Because I'm super happy with the virtual capsules. I love them. I love them. Got it. Like... I love the convenience. I love the technology. I love the fact that I give a little tap and the machine goes, "Hello, John." It opens up. Put coffee in me, right? Thank you, John. (laughs) (laughs) I love.
0: I would say that I am like a. (sighs) I am just a sheep, Nathan. No, no, I am trying to think. Like between that, (laughs) between like making my grinding my own coffee and and doing a mocha pot situation Mm -hmm. versus um, making it with an espresso, I think I personally prefer making my own pot it's just that if there is an espresso machine there i am never going to make my own pot of coffee yeah, exactly. because the process is just so much longer but the thing is when i engage in that process i really enjoy it and i and the product that i get at the end mm-hmm. is is uh, it's not arguably it is no better. it's inarguably better it's inarguably better but
1: i would sug- i would suggest that it's not like don't put a discount on convenience because when i sit down and i'm just like i want a coffee and then 45 <laughs> seconds later i have a coffee that just feels
0: good but how ab- great! But how about like the thought of like it's going to take me fifteen minutes to make that cup of coffee, and I'm daunted by that. But then I do it, and then I finish the task that I set out to do that I didn't think I could do before. That feels good too.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But I could also be like, man, I could have been reading a, ch- a chapter of this book, <laughs> but instead I'm making coffee like a dumbass. That's fair. No, it's just different values, right? Now. But <laughs> I I, uh, like I was saying that I am just a sheep as I sit here uh, with my iPhone in my hand. Uh, centimeters away from my Apple Watch, wearing literally all Uniqlo, uh, including my mask, Nathan Hartono. Uh My underwear, my pants, my shirt. It's all Uniqlo, baby. I just like it simple. I just like to simplify it. I I don't want to think about that shit.
0: Right. God, I'm terrible. No, I don't think so. I'm not judging you for the products that you consume. Not at all. I'm I'm judging myself. No. And I'm I'm okay with it. I'm just, because I have no problems with Uniqlo. I don't really have much of a problem with Nespresso. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a thought expression, <laughs> like. But I do have a problem because Apple is an industry leader, yeah, and they have been for most of our conscious lives. Sure, um, they are changing the way companies like work. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the, which like Maca- more, more and more companies are realizing that. Oh, we need to trap people in our ecosystem. It's <laughs>
1: it's, it's they're like the Walmart of the digital age. You know what I mean, like a Walmart like destroyed mom and pop shops. Yeah, so kind of saying the same thing. I, I feel mm. what you're saying. Um I guess I just don't need soul. I don't need soul. Mm. I'm soulless. Right. Just give me convenience. Got it. And let me watch
0: things on my Apple products
1: and sit in my Uniqlo clothing. Yeah.
0: No well okay, for the most part like I mean, I don't give a shit. People are going to spend their money how they want to spend sure. their money. If you want a new phone, get a new phone. If you need if you want if you prefer this device because it does this, get this device because it does this. Um but the one thing regarding consumerism that I have been thinking about a lot lately um is Uh, specifically when you brought up Uniqlo, specifically with regards to fast fashion.
1: Yeah, fast fashion is kind of fucked up, though. Yeah.
0: Like, I knew it was a problem before, but I didn't... when When I looked into it for just, like, a second, I was like, ah! And then I realized that, like... It, I think it hit me even harder because like, I know for a fact that I contribute to this what, problem. What exactly is the exact definition? Uh, Uniqlo is... Because I know HM... For me,
1: when I think of fast fashion fashion, no. I always think of you at HM.
0: Yeah. No, well, okay. Fast fashion, I don't quite know what the definition is technically, but my this is my interpretation of mm-hmm. it. Fast fashion is buying very individualistic pieces of clothing that are created en masse. When I say individualistic, I mean that... Clothes that you can't wear every day, you know, Mm. like clothes that because, for example, if I wear this frilly polka dotted dress (laughs) that I bought, I can't wear it every fucking day of my life. But if I bought like a plain blue Uniqlo shirt, I can ostensibly wear that five to six days a week. No problem. Um, I So that's why I don't really define like basics as fast fashion, because basics are like a foundation of a lot of people's wardrobes. But I'm talking specifically about like um very loud printed shirts from Topshop, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Things like that. Things that you are only going to wear a handful of times, and then I and then pretty much like never touch again.
1: Real quick, here's the Oxford definition: uh, inexpec- inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends.
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes. Latest there you go. Trends, think latest think trends is the key. Is, is the keyword key because so like basics Zara, basics H&M. don't really follow trends other than like very broad strokes of shapes and sure. cutting. Um, but yeah like I I think it hit me even harder because I know for a fact that I contribute to this problem because like there was a time because you know recently not so much because like everyone's a fucking hermit now and it never (laughs) goes out but there was a time where I would make regular trips to like these shops because like I've I've worn this shirt too many times Mm. this very loud printed shirt that I've worn out only after like two months because it's just so recognizable and
1: you don't want to be the Nathan shirt yes exactly I get that
0: um, so it's just made me think a lot about like um thrifting, buying secondhand clothes, buying pieces of clothing that last longer. You know, pieces that you can tr- that are, you know, elevated. doesn't have to be like just basics, but something that could ostensibly like carry you for a little bit longer. Yeah. Because man, like the amount that we're consuming, especially with like so many influencers, and I don't mean to call influencers out if you want to, like, not at all. I, I get everyone's got to make a buck. But especially of so many influencers promoting things like Shein, Shine, however you pronounce it, like or like, uh, d- uh d- d- I can't even think of brands. I, yeah. You know, like, things with that kind of vibe. Of the, of the moment type of uh, capture the youth. Just like big brands right. that make a lot of clothes en masse, following yeah. trends, exactly what you yeah, say. Yeah. And it's not particularly things that you could, like, yeah. have repeat wears over or something like that. And I it, mean, and I'm
1: I'm far from an expert in this, by the way, but I think a lot of people would say that Uniqlo, I mean, again, from my quick Google,
0: yeah. Uniqlo does count as fast fashion. Well, I would say some things in Uniqlo probably count as fast fashion, mm-hmm. but majority of it, I feel, at least, it's... Yeah, when your shit is basics,
1: though, because, I mean, like, there yeah. are, like, trendy stuff from Uniqlo, but, like, honestly, I, yeah. I the reason I love Uniqlo is that they're
0: so... Most the, the of the their stuff is... So, yeah. yeah Most of their stuff is basic, and then, like... Um, there's a small fraction of their stuff with the limited prints and, like, all that stuff. Like, yeah. ooh, like, Marimekko collection that will be very specific and colorful and right. not plain. Yeah. But that doesn't take up their main business yeah. model. Their main business model ten like, f- I don't know what their fucking business model, but from what I can see, is it's just basic clothing, layers, basic mm-hmm. layers. And then, like, they have some, like, fluffier things. Yeah, like, for example, it. I bought a jacket from Uniqlo. That's my winter jacket. It has been for, like, six years. mm mm-hmm. Like that's s- slow fashion. Yeah. But slow yeah, I've just fashion. been thinking a lot about that, and I hope that you guys like consider that as well the next time you put in yeah. a discount code for one of those things that you're buying for like the second time this month. <laughs> Vote with your dollar, people. Yeah, it's also because like I, I I'm a little bit of a clothes hoarder in the sense that like I don't really I, I have trouble throwing clothes away. And sure, Recently, sure, sure, because sure. I'm moving, I'm moving soon. I I took stock of like a bunch of my clothes, and I was like.
1: You, I mean, what's wrong with donating them? Though? There's
0: too much. <laughs> there's there's a fraction of it that can be donated, but there's a lot of it that's just junk clothing that, right. like, a lot of other people will donate. That kind of, you know, what I'm talking about. You know, like the really old t-shirts, like school t, like shit mm-hmm. that you just. There is a huge problem where that stuff is. Um, it's it's there's too much of it. Right, right, right. I feel you. I feel there's it. too much of it. Have you seen this photo of like this collection center of closed donations in Singapore is literally exploding? Okay, not nope. literally. It's figuratively exploding. <laughs> it is figuratively, ex- but it's just like just full of crap because so many people are just buying too much stuff. Right. So it's not so much that like oh, it's okay, donate it It'll go to someone. It's not going to anybody at the moment because like everyone is getting too many things. That's weird. Well, I think I think. Uh, like I don't know, maybe send send it to a different
1: country. Like for example, uh, we we have uh, a lady who comes by to clean our house every once every week, and she collects clothes and sends them back to the Philippines. And I'm like, that's good. Yeah, I feel good about that. I feel yeah. very happy giving her clothes.
0: Oh yeah, no, like, I, like in terms of the processes, like reuse, reduce, recycle. All oh, all the that. whole. Thing. But I think that the key thing, reduce. The first one's reduced. I mean that that's an or, it's an order. If you didn't know that, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, yeah
1: it's like that's the like the last step is recycle. Like yeah. don't, like don't think they're even. The first the first step is reduce. I totally get yeah. that. Uh, yeah, you know but it's reviews, funny. Reviews. It's I've
0: been meaning to talk about. Um, Look the... up Google landfills, landfills, fast fashion, and then that's gonna oh God, give you an that idea. That gives you an idea of like where some clothes donations are going because there's simply too much. Mm-hmm. Like there's just too many people donating too many clothes. There is no like it's an unprecedented amount, and they don't have like the, 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 like, Fair enough. the methods to like distribute this many, this much shit. So it ends yeah. up in landfills. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, I like buying clothes, and at the same, but at the same time, do I buy too much? I don't know. But it's so funny because one of the, <laughs> the opposite of what I want to talk about is that you know, after like two pretty solid years of a, a kind of lockdown and working from home and stuff, I realized that my house clothes are just junky old clothes that I've that are just junky and fading away and like not nice. So I recently went on a shopping spree just for house clothes. Ooh, that's a bad time to talk about this, based on everything you just
0: <laughs> <laughs> said. Where to? H and M. Ah.
1: <laughs> because they make such nice, soft singlets and tank tops, and they feel good.
0: I'm a fan of Decathlon for um, home clothes. Oh, really? I'm a stan. Dude. Does that stuff stand oh, up? Have it's you not, fe- dude? Have you not tried?
1: Not actually, I don't own any Decathlon clothes. Actually, no, I have a cycling shorts in from Decathlon. Bro, I'm about to change your life.
0: Oh my god! I'm about to change your life. Say and, like, what? <laughs> this is again following like a yeah conversation I know. We're, we're, look, we're
1: nothing if not arguing both sides of yeah, things. We, yeah, we, we we are no, complex yeah. contradictions. We're, we're each un- of us. unabashedly flawed. <laughs> we are unabashedly flawed. I love being flawed. I love being an enigma. Um,
0: yeah, so the Cathla, oh, I, I I go there to get them um, house clothes that I have. Um, I haven't bought any new ones. But I, I'm still wearing the same ones for for the last year and a half ever nice. since I discovered it. So that's my. There you go. That's my defense. There you go. You're fine. <laughs> um, but they sell like um, more exercise-y style shorts uh-huh, uh-huh. where like the material is more dry-fitty kind of style. Cool. But they also have like more like fabric-y, cottony kind of things that are that are called gym shorts. They're specifically called gym shorts, but okay. they're like a little bit longer. Uh-huh. And they have zippers and like they have elastics and they're really comfortable. They feel like pajama pants. And also they are they have a bunch of like T-shirts that come in all kinds of sizes. The be- uh, That is like a very airy material. Yeah. Best part about all this is that the pants cost like five to six bucks. Ooh. The t-shirts cost like five to six bucks as well. Because they're made in a sweatshop that promotes fast fashion. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, isn't Decathlon like a, f- a Swiss French. company? French. French? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> Thank you for uh, changing <laughs> my life. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it just because like it's Cheap. So far it's lasted me quite long. That's great. Multiple wash. And I'm talking multiple washes because I wear this like almost every day of the week. Fair. So like oh I'm so I'm using it. That's another defense. I'm not just leaving it in my cupboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in a sad way, like it's almost all I wear nowadays. <laughs> It's so like wear. I, so I am neglecting like all the old clothes that I that I did buy before. No,
1: because for me, I was like, man, I'm so tired of wearing this outfit that, no, to be fair, no one sees but me and my roommates. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't feel good, so I went and got some Uniqlo Lifewear
0: shorts and H and M singlets, and I feel great yeah. now. Just add like one more set from Decathlon, and then kind of like weigh out which one you prefer. I'll check
1: it. I'll check it. I'm telling I'll you. I'll check man, it. I'm
0: telling you. It is wildly comfortable and i know that there's irony in it because it's literally clothes that you're supposed to be active in
1: <laughs> inactive wear
0: but like yeah oh is
1: there an inactive wear brand i feel like that would do so well right now
0: oh my gosh
1: inactive wear
0: holy shit right should we, yeah stretchy we should, pants we should do that we should just like we should just like mass buy a bunch of stuff from decathlon cut out the tags and put in our own put,
1: put your put our faces on it yeah good hang good, good hang
0: inactive wear <laughs> inactive wear <That's> great <laughs> Active wear for the active wear for the inactive. No, that's not a good slogan. um Why be active when you can be inactive? That's worse. <laughs> why, why don't you be in? Uh, why why be, don't you be? I got, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, I, I why be
1: inactive wear when you can be when you can wear inactive wear? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going somewhere. Smarter. Sorry, with yours yours is probably better. Why, I like mine by the way.
0: Why be active? Why be inactive? No, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs>
1: You son of a
0: bitch <laughs> Wait, was I why be inactive, inactive where when you can, can be inactive where you're not being inactive where nathan when we're not can... t- we're not making our customers become shorts where you can be in why be inactive where when you can be inactive where you are right <laughs> now.
1: Oh, uh, you did. You had W H E R E in there. What? Yeah. Why? Why? Where active? Where when? Where we are is inactive. Introducing inactive wear. Inactive
0: wherever you are.
1: I gotta. Okay, I'm giving you a quick Google because I think we might be millionaires.
0: Wait, no, that now. last one was pretty good. Inactive well, wherever you are. Inactive where Yeah,
1: I like that one. That's good. That's good. We're giving this out for free. No, dude. we're not. We're, we're cutting this it. all out. <laughs> Edit this out. I'm gonna force you to to edit this out, Nathan. Nathan Hartono's
0: uh, IC number is. (laughs) That'd be wild if, like, we do see this and like. Six months' time. Dude, I, I have to give this—I If I swear to God, Nathan. Okay, no, no. See, whoever whoever does turn this into a business idea, idea is a listener of this show. Mm-hmm. If you intend to turn this into a business idea, reach out to us. We'll be partners. We'll be okay. your spokesperson. I'm kind of famous. Okay, okay. there
1: is some inactive wear. <laughs> there is some, some people we'll doing partners. inactive wear. It's definitely a thing. I mean, we're we're not stupid, but do they have a genius slogan? <laughs> that That's a good point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. But no, no, but specifically, is it inactive wear that is actually active wear? Because that's the whole concept. We're essentially just rebranding a thing that already exists. Because active not made... wear is
1: so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I don't want to be
0: active. <laughs> um, wow. Inactive wear? On your couch. Ooh. Right. That's more of like a marketing like blurb as opposed to like a slogan, though. That's like a... Ooh, or like the, the, the slogan is just inactive where? Where? And then a question mark. Yep. And then like all, all the, the the marketing materials are inactive wear at home, on your couch, in your car, um, on top of your girlfriend, you know, okay. like whatever it is. This is so great. <laughs> I can't. Oh,
1: man. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> um, well, instead of sweatpants, it's no sweatpants, non-sweatpants. Joggers, more like sitters. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> no, these, these are not slogans. These are these are these are uh, product names. Got it. Sitters,
0: and uh, yeah. But but like pants are not called standers. <laughs> yeah, but you you put on joggers and you go jogging at them allegedly. Joggers, aren't joggers shoes?
1: Yeah, no, they're I mean they're jog, jogging pants, like sweatpants.
0: Sweatpants. Maybe it's a Sweat British p- thing. What's a What's a smart like turn for sweatpants? Sweatpants. So a listener is like screaming a great idea right now. We can't. Sweet we can't pants. hear it.
1: Okay, Instagram us, <laughs> message us on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and then like uh, ju- instead of jumpers, it would be a a sitter. Sitters. sitters.
0: <laughs> 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 There's just two categories. It's sitters and. Uh, Liars, liars, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> sitters and standers. Oh god! Yeah, no. There's. I. I think we're 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 realizing why this hasn't taken off yet. <laughs> we need to go deep into the possibilities. Oh, there's so many possibilities. Mm.
1: But yeah. Anyway, What's the opposite of a decathlon, a sitathon. <laughs> what is a decathlon? It's a. It's the, it's the Olympic event with ten sports.
0: Oh, like a deca, deca, yeah.
1: Wow, yeah. I couldn't name you the events, but I know like one of them's running. I think one of them might be shooting guns. Honestly,
0: decathlon, un- un- Unathlon.
1: <laughs> not 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 nonathlon, nonathlon, <laughs> unathlon. Because <laughs> I think athlon is sports, so yeah, unathlon.
0: We're gonna be fucking rich. <laughs> We're gonna be so fucking rich. <laughs> Um oh speaking about uh sports. Have you oh, been okay. have you been following the Paralympics that just started?
1: No, 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 but I mean i I'm, I'm every time a little uh headline pops up, I'm like, Yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah. I not someone sent
0: like a bench press record with no legs. Oh, I have no idea. But yeah, Yip yeah. y uh Yip Pinsu just got golden swimming. Sorry, that's a Singaporean? Yeah. Oh cool. Um and I I feel weirdly proud because like I sort of know her very vaguely like That's not cool. like not at all like we know each other well enough that like if we walked past each other we'd say hi.
1: She's a wheel in a wheelchair, right? No. Yes. So, Is it weird to ask what their? Oh God, how do I phrase this? Well, why are they in the Paralympics? The answer would be they're
0: really good athletes. Um, their disability? Like, what's their disability? What's this person's disability? I'm not specifically sure, oh, because well, I mean, I can say that like she th- she doesn't have use of her legs, but right. I don't really know why. Okay, yeah, like I don't know what the condition is, but whatever. But I, I met her uh, back in 2016 because um, she won um, a, a different medal at a different game. That's cool. Um, Oh, the previous. It would have been the previous. The previous Paralympics. Yeah, Yeah, that was 2016. Um, Sorry, you said what medal she get in in, in swimming? Gold. That's great. Yeah, just like a few hours ago. Wow. Um, And it's weird. Like, I feel this like, oh, I know that girl, but not really. Like, (laughs) enough to be like, yay, but not enough to be like. Is it not enough just she's a fellow Singaporean? Oh, yeah, no, 100% that as well. But like, like because she feels vaguely like a friend. Right. Can you imagine like your friend winning a fucking Olympic gold medal?
1: (laughs) What's the closest I've ever gotten to nothing, <laughs> Really? Yeah, nothing good.
0: Yeah, like so I can't I can't in good conscience call her a friend, but like an acquaintance. So maybe. Let me ask you something.
1: Would you rather have a good friend win a gold medal or you win a gold medal? Right, yeah, think about it for a sec. Good friend. Yeah, me too, because then I'd have to be active. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather sit in my inactive wear and watch Nathan and Turner win gold in yeah. I don't know, shot put.
0: But, yeah, you should check out um, the run that she did. It's also really trippy because uh, she's <laughs> she looks like Daphne Koo. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and like, it's something she's gotten before, and I apologize in advance for <laughs> saying that. But um, yeah, she More does. like Daphne Koo looks like her now. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, yeah, there's that that's happening. I haven't been following too much, but uh, yay, more sports. Yay. I really enjoyed, like, like getting into the Olympics, man. I was like, I. It's, it's just, it's so nostalgic, because so many of us form our memories about the Olympics like watching it with our family. or, Like you know, yeah, because it is. TV. I mean, b-
1: because it's every four years, it has like, yeah, as a real kind of like, oh, I remember that one. I remember that one. And yeah. like, you're a different person slightly each single day. Di- yeah, each time. So that's and I just, cool. I like, I, I just. Oh shit! She really does look like Daphne. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, creepy. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah. It was just super fun. Like I, I I can't wait to like watch the replays of all the Paralympic stuff and like um with the Olympics I was even till now I was like rewatching like the skateboarding events mm. and like the canoe slalom events. Of course the canoe slalom. <laughs> and the dressage events. <laughs> Fucking dressage. Yeah. Um it's it's you know what I
1: mean what what, what you know what the thing is though is that like when I was younger it was so easy to watch the Olympics because like everyone just had basic cable or basic television mm-hmm. but now I'm totally like a cord cutter in that sense and I have nowhere to watch it because it's not on YouTube like maybe highlights but not like the actual it's
0: not available for free during the events itself because like a big part of like how Olympics makes their money especially this year is from broadcast rights of course um so that's why like when it's happening you can't really find like I- like illegal streams or stuff because I think I believe they clamp down on that. Like that's quite fair. hard. And you can't find like YouTube videos or daily motion videos. Right, it's right, quite right, rare. Right. Um it's,
1: it's and in that sense it's like it's almost like it doesn't exist. It's almost like it
0: doesn't exist in twenty twenty in, yeah, in, in, right? in some sense, maybe. Um most people have TVs, I think. Yeah. Um but also they they post it all later, like on their official channel. Right. Like they've been posting the full events now on their on their YouTube channel. Okay, I'll
1: check it out then. Uh, but also, I don't really care that much. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I get you. It's, it's, it's been. It feels like <laughs> long ago, even though it was just like a week and a half, yeah, and, two weeks and, ago. But I
1: mean, also, there's so much bad spirit against the Olympics. You know, so much bad press when all that stuff comes about of how detrimental it is to the host city and stuff. That kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You know. Yeah. So it's like, a,
0: yeah, I am genuinely curious, like, what's next for Japan after this? Because hmm. so many people disagreed, like in, within Japan, so many people disagreed with holding it. And also like twenty six billion dollars, mm-hmm. and like I don't know how much of that they made back. Not um, much. Yeah, uh, like I'm just so curious. Like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen to Japan next?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I think one thing. Look, I th- I forgot which city this was. Somewhere, in, I think one of the either seventies or eighties in canada when when they hosted the winter olympics they're still paying it off to this day like the town still has a tax that is connected to the fucking olympics that were held there 30 40 years ago Mm -hmm. that's nuts and i guess something similar like that would have to happen i guess so it's a real shame i I mean i'm a real big fan of the idea of just having one place every year in greece yep yeah every every four years greece at the foothills of mount Mount olympus like really get into it you
0: know that'd be great wouldn't that be cool that'd be amazing as in, like, yeah, but just to have, like, one or two places that you do it at every time. Like, because... Oh. Fuck. I spilled some oh, coke, oh zero no Sugar. At least there's natural flavors. Yes. At least now my carpet is infused with flavoring. Oh, boy. Um, it's fine. There's no real sugar in this. Yeah, fair enough. No answer. So, it would be, like, Summer Olympics in uh, in Greece, Winter Olympics in Antarctica. No, I don't know. Or something like that. You know, like, it would be good to have, like, one or two places, like, on each side of the globe, maybe, so it, it evens out with, mm. like, travel That's time. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But... Yeah, why haven't they done that? Like why keep this weird tradition that has left countries in shambles? Well, I think before it was like cuz people didn't realize how shit it was. They were like, "Oh
1: yeah, we want to share the good stuff." But really it's like just a fucking disease that
0: Yeah, like didn't it completely obliterate what's that um US state? Um Georgia? Atlanta? They held the Olympics in Georgia. Summer Olympics in 94 were Atlanta. Or 92, whatever Is year it would have been. No, I can't remember. That would have been Winter Olympics, yeah. Anyway, I can't remember exactly, but there was one specific Olympics that was held in a U.S. state that almost mm. obliterated the city. Jesus. Just because like it was such a heavy burden afterwards. That's and crazy. And they were left of so many structures. Um, yeah, I mean, like same similar thing. What happens with the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Like fucking
1: Brazil got crazy, which is nuts because you have so many countries with such like. The World Cup should just alternate between England, Spain, Italy, and Germany, I guess, because they all have the infrastructure already needed because of their top leagues in soccer. Mm-hmm. God damn, we're talking a lot about sports for two guys who don't like sports. <laughs> That's not true. I do I do love watching football. Now, let me tell you this, Nathan. We're not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, the English Premier League just started up again, mm-hmm. and man, is it good to have people in the audience again. Audience?
0: That's not what you call them in sports. <laughs> spectators.
1: Yeah, just having the spectators back because, like, for a, a, like a whole year, it's been. Wait, empty why, why can't you call them audience? It just seems wrong. Fans. Like given give. give uh, uh, yeah, the audience of the sport the audience of a show. Anyway, uh yeah, for so long the the stadiums have been completely empty and it's like it sucks the soul out of such a beautiful thing and having it back, I swear to god, it almost gave a tear to my eye of just watching the Premier League again. I'm a big United fan if people know that don't know that about me and it's just so cool to have fans back in. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where are these games being held? In England, the Premier League. Ah. That shows how little I know about soccer, Jesus Christ. It's fine. So the E stands for English, English. not Euro. No. Got it. Yes. Understood. (laughs) All righty. Speaking, okay, let's stay on on sports a bit, but like more human interest as opposed to uh, just just sports. Just pure sport. Um, I saw something super interesting on YouTube uh, just like last night or, yeah, last night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Do you know who Luke Longley is?
1: Yeah, the Australian Center for the Chicago Bulls from 1993 to 1999. Yes, very much so.
0: I'm impressed. Um, I made
1: up the years, but he's Australian. He played for the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> with Jordan. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I was a huge Bulls fan back in that time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where what happened was, to Luke Longley? Is he okay?
0: Where was he in the last dance?
1: Oh, yeah. He did not get along with Michael Jordan, right? Or something like that. Mm. But he wasn't in there. Mm. I almost cried when Kukoc was there. I thought it was a big, You're about to spill your Coke again. Yeah. But, <laughs> dude, but that's the
0: thing, dude. I, saw, I just saw this thing on YouTube. It was by ABC, the Australian... Oh. Broadcast company, company, yeah. Um, and they did like a little. Uh, they just released last week, like a little kind of mini documentary about Luke Longley. Um, and it was basically a last dance episode was for it Luke Longley. Longley left out of the last dance. The long left left out of the dance. Longley. No, anyway. I think it was just called one giant leap, as opposed to Meh. the last dance. I don't know, but, but anyway, it was basically a last dance episode. This is on YouTube focused on I'm yes. 100% going to watch this. It was it was a Last Dance episode focused on Luke Longley. That's not the kick that's not the kicker. They got almost everybody from the Last Dance back in. Uh-huh. They interviewed Scottie Pippen, they interviewed Steve Kerr, they, they interviewed like redo, Michael like, Jordan. Did they
1: redo the camera styles and stuff? That'd no, be no, so no. funny. It's still it doesn't look the same. <laughs> okay, okay. But
0: it feels the same like where they're telling this similar story but they specifically also got back. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Specifically about Luke Longley. They got Jordan to do it. They got all the most of the 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 previous cast. And it was also just really, really sweet because one thing that they do dive into was why he wasn't in The Last Dance. That's what I
1: want to know. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. They talk about
0: it. I'm not going to spoil it, but they talk about it. it's worth not spoiling. It's worth not spoiling because it... Wow, Like just thinking about it. Wow, it's an hour long. Yeah, just thinking about it like makes me so like, oh man. And here's the thing, I am not a basketball fan by any means, but I watched The Last Stand, I mean The Last Dance, the Last Stand, yeah. <laughs> I watched X-Men The Last Dance <laughs> um, with very much like how I would watch just any other TV show or movie.
1: Well, I mean, it's such an interesting, in-depth look to a very interesting world that you know nothing about, right? On but it's also just alone. a fun story yeah, with absolutely. fun characters.
0: Talk. Totally. Like, I, that's what I watched The Last Dance as. Not totally. as a basketball fan, not as a sports enthusiast. Um, the documentary. As, ju- yeah, yeah, I just love the story. And um, I highly recommend it on Netflix if you haven't seen it yet. Even if you're not a sports fan, it's just so fucking fascinating. It's The Last Dance. And if you have Romance. seen The Last Dance, the la- <laughs> I just said The Last Dance. <laughs> it's cool. We get what you're saying. <laughs> mix the both together. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, um, yes.
1: The Stas Lance.
0: Yes. I highly recommend that you check out the Luke Longley special One made giant by the Australian leap. Called One giant leap. Uh, Broadcast Company. It's just... Mm, chef's kiss. Excellent. It's so weird because Luke Longley is such I, uh, an oh, interesting also, concept. So sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But also because I'm not a basketball fan, yeah. I didn't know that Luke Longley existed. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I clicked on this video. I think it was because Michael Jordan was in the thumbnail. Right, right, right. Um... But I didn't know who Luke Longley was. So watching this whole episode is almost like watching like, deleted scenes or Whoa. like bonus content. Because it's like, he didn't appear in The Last Dance at all. Yeah, because like, for me, I was like, where the fuck is Luke Longley this whole time? Yeah, he he was a very important part of the team. So the whole time I was watching this, it felt like I was watching, like, director's cut stuff, you know? That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. But they, they really got everybody back, Steve that's Jackson cool. and everyone. They spoke to everybody. Phil Jackson. Sorry, same thing. Who's Steve Jackson? Steve Jackson is the one, though. He probably exists. <laughs>
1: that's cool. I will check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's your official recommendation for the week. I guess <laughs> I guess so. Luke Longley, one giant leap. Uh, mine that I really want to talk to. Okay, we talk about this ongoing trend of shows that are just so wholesome and so nice. The real standard bearer for that is Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. But there's been a sneaky little show that I I think a lot of everyone's heard about, but no one's really not, not that. I, well, I guess just me. I haven't watched it. Fucking Shit's Creek is occupying. Oh yeah. When I'm not reading this book, I am watching Shit's Creek. It's yeah.
0: great. Yeah, Schitt's Creek is is a beautiful show. It's so it's, great. It's very, like I guess, like you said, wholesome, but mm-hmm. not in a way that feels like overbearing in any way. Like they walk, they walk
1: such an interesting line. Okay, so really quick, um, there's a very rich family, and in the very first episode, they lose all their money, and then the only thing left is the one thing the government didn't want to take back for them, which is on a whim, one birthday, the father bought his son a town called Shit's Creek because they was, thought it was a funny joke. Yeah. So now they're forced to live in Shit's Creek, and they have to And they own the town, essentially. own the town, but that's not really a big part. Mostly they're just becoming a part of the community there, and yes. it's really good. And over the course of six seasons, you honestly just see these four very rich, very entitled people they walk an amazing line where they're so consistent with their characters and yeah. all the cork and eccentricities yeah. that they got while become yeah. rich, but you see them become more grounded, more down
0: to earth, and it's also and on top of that, it's also just hilarious. It's, it's one of yeah, it's one of the most like interesting, fascinating, but also funny, fun yeah, um, uh, d- d- explorations of class yeah, and like. Uh, but specifically like class and what that does to separate people or yeah, like yeah. what that does to what we think separates people yeah. and then they really show like the ties in between that really like ma- but not in uh, I just can't quite describe it. They, it's so great. It shows like so much humanity yeah. because of all these very different social classes and money and social economic status, and like they come from such different mm-hmm, worlds. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. like super city, like basically what we might, something trotting, something that we're more setting. familiar with in yep. Singapore versus like someone super who is rural, just rural. They small live in a town. Uh, roadside
1: motel. It's really good. Yeah. And um, we talked about this off air before. But what are you? You're only a co- you're not even halfway through the whole series, right? You're only on season something.
0: I watched till season three i think and it's i and i and
1: i've paused for a while now okay it, yeah.
0: it it really 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 hits its
1: stride in season three yeah season one i mean it's good but a lot of it is like oh this is their starting off point so the yeah. characters are kind of are not super likable it's like oh, oh like,
0: i remember i stopped yeah. a few episodes after eugene levy's son daniel levy meets that white guy
1: Sorry, I laugh because that my one complaint about the show is that it's very white. Uh yes. Yeah, he meets the white guy. Yeah. Yeah. White guy number 4 maybe. Yeah. Uh his business partner? Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. It gets really good around there. It really yeah. really I mean it's good all throughout, but mm-hmm. it's sort of like and it's not as bad as like Parks and Rec, but in the same way that Parks and Rec when I rewatch it, I skip the first season. I'll probably do the same thing with shit. First
0: Creek. two. Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah, probably first two, yeah, definitely first
0: one though. But whenever Mark Duplass leaves, exactly, yeah, fuck that guy. Is it Mark Duplass? Is it?
1: <laughs> is he one of the Duplass brothers, like Jay Duplass, and is he one of them? No.
0: Oh wait, no, hold on, I cut the name completely. Across. Yes,
1: exactly. I think you mixed the character name and the actor's name. I think so. <laughs> Giving a quick Google, looking, Mark Brandanowitz is the yes. character's
0: name. Uh Paul Schneider. Okay, whoa, that was far. <laughs> That was far. <laughs> very sorry. far. That was a that was not even like that wasn't even a pull. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a nothing. I conjured up
1: like fiction. There are actors named Duplasses. There's like three of them. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, Shits Creek is, is I very highly recommend it. And there's six seasons. Each one is about is between twelve and thirteen episodes each season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean the thing that really, really makes me love it is that they are they should be unlikable, but they're not. Mm. For their, each individual character's quirks And for this one quite corny fact Is that they love each other so freaking much mm-hmm. Like uh, Eugene Levy Who you, who I think probably most famously known as the dad from American Stifler's Pie Stifler's dad Yeah, SBC, all these different things uh, No, yeah, he's not Stifler's dad He's uh, the, oh, the yeah. pie fucker's dad yeah. um, He and his wife Moira, played by Catherine O'Hara The mom from A Home Alone They just love each other so much and it's it's the really uniting thing of the whole series that it's just so fun to watch. It's it's something that kind of sneaks up on you where it's like, oh my god, they really never talk shit about each other. They're never yeah. mad at each other. Yeah. They support each other all the time, despite them being both very crazy. <laughs> and it's really fantastic. Yeah. And for example, like Eugene Levy, who's the ma- the patriarch of the family. Yeah, you would think that he's really like would. It makes sense that he's such a hard worker. So. Not to spoil anything, but he kind of goes – he loses all his job, then he gets basically a job at the motel, then he helps run the motel that they live at. And he has such a strong work ethic, which makes sense to his character because he he has a a really good business that he just mistrusted to a business partner who didn't pay taxes, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, all that is to say is that I feel really, really good watching it. It feels very wholesome there's a shit ton of it and you may not find it bingeable Nate, but I do super bingeable. Oh, for no, me. No, I, I put like, it on and I'm just like, yeah,
0: it, I found it super bingeable. Yeah. It's just that like, you know, sometimes you binge something and then you get busy and you stop and right, then right, it's right, hard right. to pick it up again. Momentum. So like I, I blasted through season one, two, three till, till whatever I watched within like the same week and right. a half, I think. Right. Um, and then I just haven't picked it up in a very long time. But um, I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah like I like it's, it's I like. it's waiting for you. Yeah. I love the feeling. And oh my God. fucking 2021, right? <laughs> <laughs> we hold on to the little things. <laughs> I love the feeling that there is a show that I know I love that I haven't seen all of it. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. As opposed to like something that I have to wait week to week to week. But like it's waiting for you. me. I know I enjoy it. I know that it gets better. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, it feels great. It feels <laughs> great.
1: So give me, get,
0: dip, back, dip your toes back into it. Yeah. And it's great because
1: season four has a Christmas special. It's so fantastic. I Ooh. love Christmas stuff. Mm. Like between that, me watching that Christmas special, uh, Merry Christmas, Johnny Rose, yeah. and the Ted Lasso Christmas special that came out a couple weeks ago, I'm just like, oh, my heart's full <laughs> in the middle of summer in COVID pandemic. And if, and if that's
0: not recommendation, recommendation, if I believe like the, the previous Emmys, like the one before this one, like the previous Emmys. They, they crushed it, right? They took like they everything. They won all the awards. Yeah. yeah. They which is so great all the awards and yeah i'm i as someone that grew up watching eugene levy as like just he's that guy he's, he's like that an, guy. he's that guy eyebrows. who is in all those movies with the eyebrows and you see him everywhere but he's always just been that guy he yeah. never got his due even yeah. though he's like a great performer and then finally like with this show he got like all of the awards finally yeah in their final season as well and you know what's funny is that um It's
1: written primarily by his son, who plays the other main character, David Daniel Levy. Um, He's great, but it's so funny. Every time I saw promotional photos of Schitt's Creek, I'm like, "Is that Leonard from Big Bang Theory?" (laughs) He's very much not. Yeah, I know what you mean. They have a similar vibe, very similar look to me. But now that I see him, it's. Eh, it's still kind of similar. You can say it. He's taller. You can say well, it. All White people look the same.
0: Oh, uh, so you're gonna go with Jews?
1: <laughs> uh, oh God, we're both terrible. You're worse. <laughs> you are worse. So much worse. Nathan Artono hates Fast Passion and the Jews.
0: Okay, good. Uh, I don't even know if either <laughs> one of them is. Ju- they I think are. I'm, come on. Is is the Gal? Oh yeah, Galecki. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Is that not like Polish or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's a fantastic show. Check it out. <laughs> Despite Nathan's hate speech of it. <laughs> <sighs> I I I
0: I'm I absolutely love Catherine O'Hara in that show. Oh, she is. I absolutely so love So fantastic. It's like to get the opportunity to play a character like that must be so much fun. It's 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 because, she's having a ball. You yeah, can tell. Because like the character itself has a core, mm-hmm. but the layers of the onion surrounding that core are subject to change every episode and that must be really fun as a performer I don't know how she
1: pulls it off because that fucking of the four main characters she is the most cartoonish Yeah, <laughs> like even I can spend an hour just talking about her fucking weird ass accent
0: I think it's because the core always stays the same yeah. it's just that literally when I say like the, the the layers of the onion change it means like things like her accent changes yes. her demeanor changes like who she prefers in, in any single time change. but like the core of who she is and like her values and all that yeah it's very strong actually for strong. all four of them
1: it's very clear very yeah, strong, which is yeah. really good writing,
0: oh, but she's having such a fun time.
1: Like I, I was reading, there's a couple articles. Really, I, I really, I, I googled. I'm like, what the fuck is her accent? Is what I, I googled, and yeah, it sped out. <laughs> it changes. It doesn't. It, it. I think it evolves. Yeah. I, I think. I think. I think. What it is is, it gets stronger because from three and four, two, oh, three, like four my, it's relatively my, consistent.
0: My interpretation of it was that it was just like random code switching.
1: Oh, it's not so much. What it is, I think she developed it over time. Right.
0: Because what it is, it's like her. Her idea was that.
1: Uh, As she was developing it, it's like her character of Moira is like someone who's been all around the world. And because she's an actress, like Mm -hmm. the character of Moira is an actress. She's like a soap opera star. Is that she's very eccentric and she takes on different characters. So she picks up accents from different places. And all that is wrapped around this concept of her having an old Hollywood accent. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. Like the one thing that always kills me is the way she pronounces the word Baby. She's like, "Oh, Jonathan, you have to take care of that baby." <laughs> I'm like, "What is happening?" This Canadian, British, English, old Hollywood accent—it cracks me up every time. It's very
0: like Monty Python vibes. Yeah, like the 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 because the they're both in of SBC, humor. which was like yeah. the Canadian Monty Python. Yeah. From it's the what flavor I of it, is very it's it's bay bay. subtle and beautiful. It's yeah,
1: so funny. One thing that I I don't get. <laughs> One thing that's so the only distracting thing about the show is that I've never heard. Characters in film or TV use each other's names so fucking much. <laughs> you notice that they're like David, this David, you know Alexis. But to be fair, it's the only show where I know all the characters' names. <laughs> Jonathan, you know this Jonathan. It's just David. You know, I'm like everyone's using each other's names. It's fucking weird. But I it's such That's
0: because I, I remember when I was like um, having like that period of time where I was obsessed with the show. I yeah. watched a lot of like interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. They did mention this. Really, they mentioned. Some, I vaguely recall. So sp- specifically between Dan Levy and the lady that plays his sister. Um, the character's name's Alexis. Yeah, that. Um, they were talking specifically about that. Like it was like almost like a challenge. Like how many times can you fit this person's name into the script or something like I that? I can believe it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Holy shit! Especially David. Yeah. That's probably the most used <laughs> word in those scripts. Like if you <laughs> fucking <laughs> control F that shit, come over like a thousand plus times.
0: Yeah well i'm gonna i'm excited to jump back back into it yeah into it
1: oh man so many things to look forward to by the way as we close out this episode it's just like yeah i'm feeling like you know last week we were quite down and i'm feeling a little bit up because like yeah honestly it's so stupid but it is just like new stories coming out because i can't believe fucking shang chi is coming out in a week more marvel goodness and it's getting good early reviews that's exciting a month later, we have Eternals. Maybe, then, maybe, uh, maybe yeah.
0: the moral of this story is because you know that we had a previous moral the mm-hmm. last episode mm-hmm. that Peaks we valleys. yeah no the moral that we had last episode is that we we cope with our depression by consuming media. Yes. Maybe the real moral is that, that we too much of our happiness is based on external factors that we that <sighs> we don't have much control over. Fuck. <laughs> well, I was feeling to, good. We need to find our internal happiness, John. <sighs> Uh, Our happiness doesn't lie on the balance of the media conglomerate. <laughs> oh God, yeah. When Manchester
1: United loses, I'm also really <laughs> sad. It lasts a week too. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> thanks for the hang, of I guess or
0: whatever. <sighs> <laughs> what a place to be.